Hey everybody, Mike here. Welcome to the Ohio Bigfoot Podcast. Tonight I was going to talk about newbies in the woods and how to pinpoint your area of interest and whatnot. <clears throat> and uh, have a little fun with it about people going in the outdoors who really should stay in the indoors. But, um... I'm going to have to put that podcast off because I was emailed a very interesting question via the website, ohiobigfootproject.com, and it's been weighing on my mind, and it comes a lot from uh, the last podcast, and what was it that I thought I saw in the woods that even today, I'm not sure if I saw it. And <clears throat> what were the times when I was in the woods that I might have felt the most nervous? So I thought I would tackle this topic. Let me lay it out for you. It was Salt Fork State Park. We were at one of the picnic areas. It's cool of fall about this time of year it's after sundown the sun went down at like 5 30 6 o'clock so it, it went down early and uh we were cooking we were making dinner and i'm literally just sitting on a chair doing absolutely nothing and we had our little Boston Terrier, Bree, with us. And Bree's about eh, 20 yards ahead of me, down the hill. Nice mode, open hill. And at the bottom of this hill is the edge of the woods. There's a couple of trees, maybe 20 yards up from the edge of the woods, that are in this actual uh, picnic area. So I'm just sitting there watching the fire, watching the dog. My wife is uh, standing over by the parking lot, looking in the woods behind us. And uh, she always liked to look back there because of the night that she swears she's seen red eye shine and blinking eyeballs looking at her. So... She just liked to look over in that area, and, you know, I have a tendency to do the same thing. But I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, the Boston Terrier came running to me. And this is a fat little mongrel, okay? This is my hiking buddy, but she's also like the grill dog. I mean, she had no problem guarding the hot dogs at the grill. So... She's a little on the husky side, but not bad. And anyway, she came tearing to me, jumps up in my lap, turns around, and starts growling at the woods. You know, when she got on my lap, she felt all brave. And I'm looking down the hill, and I don't see anything. And out of the corner of my eye, I catch a slight movement. And I look 
downwards towards the ground, like ground level, like not what you would call Bigfoot height, but more like coyote height. So I'm looking for deer, coyote, something like that. Something small had caught my eye. And then I realized it wasn't small. There was a very large, just black shadow. Because you really couldn't make out the detail. It was just beyond the light of the fire and the, the light from the parking lot. So it was just on the edge of like where the light faded and the dark began. So all I see is a very, very large black shadow moving from my left to my right across the picnic area just in front of the tree line on all fours. Now it's facing me but it's moving sideways by like moving its rear end first and then crossing its front arms and moving sideways or front leg. So if you've ever seen those um, videos of a horse dancing sideways or something like that, kind of like a crab crawl kind of deal, it was it was facing me completely but crawling dead sideways and it went right behind a tree and it looked around the left side of the tree and the right side of the tree and then it very long reached out and started going across the ground again and it got to the second tree where again, it looked around the tree left, around the tree right, around the tree left, around the tree right. And just as it got to where the wood line moved up to it, it didn't go downhill. The woods came uphill to it. It was really interesting because it turned backwards. So now it's broadside and it goes rear end first crawling backwards into the woods and never stop what I feel looking our direction and that's what I saw that I still don't something in my mind is like nah nah nope nope you're nuts you're crazy didn't happen didn't see it you're nuts. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's what I saw. So, and I was never nervous. I was never scared. I was actually curious. I wanted to go down the hill. But uh, the Boston Terrier and the wife were adamant that I did not. My wife, did, unfortunately, didn't see this. Um, the dog did, but she couldn't give her version of the story. Uh, she just sat in my lap, like, almost convulsing. That made the wife nervous how badly the dog was shaking because she'd never seen this little dog just, well, neither of us had. 
almost convulsing, almost like a seizure, just feared. So I just wrapped her up in my hoodie, and uh, we just sat there on the chair. And after about half an hour or so, she settled down and was right back to being normal Bree. I know they say dogs have a short-term memory, so, you know, she was back to walking around in the grass and whatnot, but um, I noticed that night she did stay a little bit closer to us. But that's what it was I had saw. Now, as far as times that I might have felt a little uh, nervous, it was April the 7th of 06, I believe. Well, there was tornado warnings across the state. Tennessee that night had gotten hit with like a slew of tornadoes. If there was a night to not go into the woods, it was probably this night. But uh, I was hopeful that the storms would pass early. So we went down the Salt Fork State Park, drove through the storms to get there. And they did. They did recede. Maybe nine, ten o'clock or so, they, um, they receded. And everything was sopping wet. And what made me nervous the most is that while we were there, a tree blew down across the only road in or out. So we're literally trapped at this point. We couldn't leave if we wanted to. There was no way to get around this tree to get back up on the roadway. This was down at Hossack's Cave. So we're just stuck there. And everything's soaking wet. And there's that wet chill in the air. So we, of course, let's just sit in the camper stay warm so that's what we decided to do was just uh, we went in because you're not allowed to camp at those areas in salt fork you have to have an actual camping spot but i drove a motor home but the main reason i drove a motor home wasn't for sleeping it was because it was the best vehicle it had the generator it had all of our equipment it had a bathroom for backwoods areas for the ladies. It, it was just handy. And it wasn't a great big one. Just a little miniature guy. But it was great for that. Um, so yeah, we're sitting there at the uh, table. The, the shades are open. We got a lantern. Okay, the window's on my right side. The lantern is on the left side of the table. One of those battery-powered lanterns. Which was a mistake because that shined the light on the window and kind of blocked. Unless you, uh, you know, like put your hands around each side of your eye and put your face up against the window. That was the only way you could really look outside. But it was pitch dark that night. I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was just a very dark, dark, dark night. 
And we're just hanging out, quietly talking, just enjoying each other's company. I think we're even joking and laughing and whatnot. And all of a sudden, there was this loud boom, and the camper shook. And I look out the window, and I didn't see anything. And I look up towards the windshield. I hit the headlights. I don't see anything. I hit the rear lights. I look out the back window. I don't see. So I'm able to look left, right, front, and back, literally in a matter of seconds. And there's nothing out there. So I grab a flashlight. I go out the, the rear door. And I turn to my right and I go around the back of the motor home. Nothing, nothing to be seen. I come up the driver's side to the front end. Nothing, nothing to be seen. I turn back around. I go back the way I came. I come down the passenger side of the motor home. Again, nothing to be seen. And the wife says, what's that? And I look upwards at where she's pointing. And between this bay window that we were sitting at and the driver or the passenger side front window is a large smear down the side of the camper about a foot, foot and a half long that ended in what looked like a handprint and a small, just a slight crease in the aluminum siding of this motorhome. And, again, that happening I thought was super cool. It didn't make me nervous, nervous. <clears throat> what made me nervous is the fact that we couldn't leave. Because had the situation been different, you know, maybe the entire camper shaking, screaming, howling, banging on windows, trying to get into the motorhome, what was I going to do? All I could do was drive up and down the parking lot what 30 40 50 yards so <laughs> we're literally stuck there now the night of the super Knox was september 29th 2005 and this is the one time i was legitimately scared we're in a new area that we call the bog we get there early like four in the afternoon and it got dark early we made dinner, and again, it just, it's a light, misty rain. Now, we heard a knock, and as we, we looked where the, knock, the sound of the knock came from, a car came out, well, a pickup truck came over the hill on the gravel road. And it was odd because it's like, was that knock a warning that a car was coming? I mean, that was weird. So we're, you know, we're talking about that. <clears throat> and up on the hill, we hear whoop, whoop. It's like, okay, that was different. You know, so we're, so all night we're hearing knocks and we're hearing like, or whoop, 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 whoop. And it's like, man, this is, you know, this is a cool spot, great spot. Exciting night. Things are happening. So all this and knocks are happening. 
and it just cuts loose and downpours. Like, we just grab our crap, jump in the vehicles, and at this time I was driving a, uh, just a regular van, and we're, we're stuck, we're sitting inside for the night, we got nowhere to go, it's pouring rain. Like, well, might as well just take a nap. So I doze off, wife dozes off, it's about four in the morning, and I'm woke up by bam 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 I'm like, what in the hell is going on? What is that? And I grab the flashlight and I shine it all around and there's only one tree that's decently close because this was like 17 to 21 wood knocks. Just bang, 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 bang really felt aggressive it's foggy out across the bog but i can make out a fog bank the top of the tree and just the silhouette of a tree stump and i'm like wow okay so there's literally nothing around us where did that come from so we're up the rest of the night after this because i'm at i'm legit nervous this felt like go away, don't come back, get out of here kind of vibe. But I refused to go away. So we just sat there in that first light, and it's still a little foggy, but we walk out, and I look around at this tree in the bog, and on the back side of it, you can see where there's bark missing off the back side of the tree. Like, this is the tree that was clubbed. There's fresh, just ripped up right on the backside of it, where it looked like it had been beat with a hammer. And then I realized there's no tree stump. There's no stump, period. There's just this tree. And I noted that when I first looked out there at the flashlight, there was a large tree stump sticking about, oh, five feet out of the water. Water's about three foot deep. And then there's a very, you know, it was a big tree, a very round tree stump. And then this tree sticking up in the bog. And in the morning, I realized the stump was missing. So that's one that really grabbed my attention. But the one that literally scared me the most was actually the most unintended. <clears throat> and it didn't scare me in a way of like something's coming to get you. It's just I didn't expect that to happen kind of deal. What it was, there was four of us, and we were doing uh, field testing, I guess you could say, because we had heard knocks on this hill uh, the weekend before, and so two of them go down the road, cross the road, up into the woods, up on this hill, and I go up the hill behind me with the wife, 
So now we're ridge to ridge across from each other from this very wide valley. And what it is is that we're going, they're going to do a tree knock and we're going to see how loud it is. And we're going to do a knock in return so they can see how loud it is. And we're only going to do one knock each. That's it. So we're standing up there and all I hear is, and I'm like, wow, really? That was their knock? Because that was not that loud. That is what we normally, that's not what we normally hear. Not that quiet. <clears throat> not that silent. So I find me a knocking stick of all knocking sticks. And I find this big hollow tree that had been struck by lightning. And I thought, yeah, this baby ought to boom like a bass drum. And I mean, I Babe Ruth this tree. I swing with everything I have. And bam! Nailed it. And then about 30 yards behind us came this ungodly loud knock. And we both just very, very slowly turned around and there was this huge wall of brush, and the entire wall of brush is just shaking. And that just, for whatever reason, completely threw me off my game. And I'm like, nope, I'm gone. And down the hill I went. Left my wife behind, okay? Like, if something's going to get me, it can get her. I'm faster. She's slower. I'm safe. But she lost my hat, so I did turn around and go back because that was my favorite hat. But, um, yeah, we, we tore off down this hill. We were the heck up out of there. And we get to the bottom, and we're waiting there for the guys. And they show up. I'm like, man, that knock you did was fantastic. And I was like, well, first of all, I didn't hear yours. And uh, secondly, that wasn't me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't me. Like, well, we heard a super quiet knock, barely made a sound like a t And then we heard this big booming one. And man, you really drew it. It's like, yeah, that's the one that wasn't me. That was 30 yards behind me. And we told him about the wall of brush, so then together, the four of us, now that I had my wits back around me, we all went back up the hill, but we could not get inside this brush pile to look what was in there if I wanted to. It was just a thick, multi-floral rose, just this huge, nasty, thick briar patch that a big old dog couldn't have went through. But yeah, that that was that was one time that it just totally threw me off my game and I was out the woods. So those are probably the most times that I've ever been nervous in the woods and you know, I I've I've had whoops and screamed back. I've heard whistles and whistled back, seen rocks tossed and thrown rocks back, tried all kinds of stuff. 
But those few incidences right there, nah, I just wanted to go home. Uh, I just wanted to, nope, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. But it didn't happen. I stuck it out and stayed there in the area, stayed for the night. Um, so, yeah, it's probably the... Now, the most threatening, I I think, we'd ever had outside of the Super Knox is when we had walked up a trail, and it's like 3 in the morning. We're just bored. So we walked up through the woods, and we're just standing there talking on this hillside. We hadn't even made it to the top yet. And a dead tree gets pushed over, and then down the creek you hear tush, tush, tush. Of something running away and it was two-legged I mean it was bipedal movement it was just and it ran away from us but it pushed over a dead tree towards us and that felt threatening that felt like either a accidental that it like leaned on a tree and the tree just happened to go so it ran away or that it pushed the tree over and then ran away. And I think the circle around us, I think it wanted us to look one way while it circled around to another way. But, uh, yeah, that, 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 and we didn't stay very well. I didn't have a choice to stay in the woods. I was holding, uh, Bob's dog Grant by the leash and that thing dragged me down a hill so fast. It wasn't even funny. It, the dog literally just took off with me. 120-pound black lab. I wasn't stopping it. Downhill. We're gone. And uh, when we got to the bottom of the hill, I finally got the leash off of my wrist, which I thought was broken. And the dog ran. And this is, a, a again, a fat dog. And it jumped through the window, the roll-down window of Bob's Jeep, got in the back of the jeep laid down and hid after that so yeah something about that one just felt a little bit threatening so anyways that's it for uh, this podcast and uh yeah i like answering your guys's questions feel free to shoot me questions or comments or anything anytime um Ohio underscore Bigfoot at Yahoo or Ohio Bigfoot Research at Gmail or the best way is to just do it through the website on the contact form, OhioBigfootProject.com. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this program, and uh, I'll be putting out another one soon. So have a great night, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay in the woods.